You're listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. Join your host, Pascal Fintoni, for what promises to be an exciting and intriguing voyage of discovery filled with advice, stories, and film marketing ideas. Thank you for tuning in. And now, on with today's episode of the Film Marketing Academy podcast. Now, this is a fine addition to the film marketing segment, a sci-fi movie that took place and was released in 2016 following a four-month marketing campaign. But to begin with, let's watch the official trailer from Sony Pictures. Hello. Asking me on a date? She didn't seem that impressed. Wow. You clean up pretty good yourself. You two look fine this evening. We're on a date. Very nice. Took you long enough to ask. So, why did you give up your life on Earth? boarded the Avalon with a destination. 120 years hibernation means we'll wake up in a new century on a new planet. But a year ago, everything changed. Hello? Anybody here? Hello? Do you know what's going on? Nobody else is awake. I think something went wrong with the hibernation pods. We woke up too soon. Years too soon. This can't be happening. We have to go back to sleep. We can't. Now, I watch and saw this film very late. I'm going to say 2020. What about wow. you? Um, I didn't go to the cinema to see this. I seem to remember that the first time I watched it was actually on an aeroplane, um, going to Spain or, or, or something on holiday, and it came up on the um, in-flight uh, movie system. And I thought, oh, I haven't seen that film and I watched it on the plane and as soon as we got back home went out and bought the blu-ray. 
So we're going to spend some time looking at the different facets of the marketing campaign. But to begin with, um, we try where possible to talk about a film marketing campaign without any spoilers. But I think on this occasion, we're going to have to just talk about the film and reveal a lot about this story and the different elements. Otherwise, we're going to have to, you know, have, um, have to forego some mar- the marketing elements. So for me, my memory um, is about the incredible set design that is almost wrapping of the story, but also the spacescape, because on occasion, the, our two heroes are stepping outside, which is most incredible. I mean, I don't think I've seen a movie quite like this, but there's also that we go into the very, very focused element of the interaction between the two of them, the, the robots, some of the other kind of um, members of the, um, of, of the ship. And it felt almost a combination of thriller, Maybe horror as well. One to realize what is happening, um, adventure, a love interest, and so on. There was a lot of kind of story styles mixed into one. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it it's gorgeous. The design, isn't it? The spaceship, both inside and outside, was was just remarkable. And cute little robots as well. Beautiful apartments to live in, and the and the the. the communal areas of the spaceship were so well realized you know and and all seemed to work didn't they i mean again to me it was almost like three styles of film you know the first the first third of the film where chris pratt's character is effectively on his own on this gigantic spaceship felt to me as if a, a little bit like castaway you know he was on his own he was trying to find a way to escape then you've almost got a rom-com on a spaceship in the middle of the film when uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence come together and there's a lot of interaction there and the story develops. And then I guess the final third of the film is where the, the ship starts to um, starts to break, is in danger of exploding, is in danger of crashing, and, and they have to fight very, very hard and through some very thrilling sequences to actually fix what's wrong with the ship so definitely think it's it's helped by those those three distinct segments i don't know whether that was intentional that's just the way it came through to me whilst i was watching it i've got the feeling that rule of three was used throughout um, yeah yeah the the production but also that the marketing when we talked about in a moment the poster but if i take you back to the trailer um we don't do this often, but it's always enjoyable to study the trailer. And if you look at it and go through it again and again and again, you'll notice that there's almost... Um, so the trailer is about, you know, 2 minutes 30, so the 150 mm-hmm. seconds, give or take. And it's perfectly... The first 50 seconds is actually setting up the love story, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. the second set of 50 seconds about the problem the challenge of we woke up too early what do we do about it and then the third yeah. one is actually the disaster and literally um life in and peril and i think mm. they kind of used that over and over again the three elements and yes. suggesting well you you we're going to surprise you we're going to really take you on the journey here yeah i i, I think that is is masterful, isn't it? And and again, the rule of three works in all sorts of scenarios. Humor, uh, and, you know, uh, putting together a presentation or a talk, you can use the rule of three. So it is very clever how they they wove that not only into the the structure of the movie, but they reflected that in the trailer as well. And I, and I think there's enough in the trailer as well to showcase the beauty of the design, oh, you yeah. know, to, to hook people in. But I think if you actually look 
at the trailer alongside the posters, you also realize, don't you, that they really, they really capitalized on these two really quite nice looking um, stars. Let's, let's face it, <laughs> Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, very nice human beings to look at. And effectively, the first poster is just a photograph very, very um, nice photograph of both of them with the word passengers. There's nothing in that poster at all, really, to suggest that it's a science fiction film. Um, you know, you couldn't necessarily glean from the title passengers that it was a science fiction film. It could have been a, a, a film on a Hindenburg airship or an aeroplane or a ship, uh, a, a sea, sh sea ship as opposed to a spaceship. Um, and, and that, I think, absolutely... Uh, highlights the fact that the the um, studio knew these two stars themselves could sell this movie without having to reveal anything about the plot or the story or the set design or the other things that go up to make the movie. In fact, I, I want to read out this quote because I think it's great. It's John Boone of an Entertainment Tonight said, the advertising campaign for Passengers has essentially been, we know you like Chris Pratt. We know you like Jennifer Lawrence. Well, here they are together. You're welcome. <laughs> and that, that's it. You know, that's it. That's very good. And listen, for me, it almost feels like old school cinema. You know, that's what the Hollywood of the 50s and 60s did. And, and one shouldn't be feeling like rolling your eyes, thinking, oh, we go again. If we go back to the rule of three, actually, about the um, the posters. So as you described for our uh, podcast listeners, you've got Jennifer Lawrence, uh, almost top third. You've got Chris Pratt, And then in between, separating. I think it's very, very telling because... Once again, I love when you can go back to the artwork and to the trailers after watching the film and you get more information because actually mm -hmm. we realize that this is not about love between them. This is actually about the tension and the fact that, you know, for a while they, they go their separate ways. But in terms of hinting what the style of the film might be, they chose some very, very kind of sci-fi-ish calligraphy for the word passengers. Mm -hmm. As we've seen before, for example, the letter E to me reminded me a bit of Alien, you know, the way they did the, the title there and the A where they remove the horizontal bar so you end up with uh, a pyramid or almost like in death uh, on the now that we reviewed. But also, so that you have the um, the actors, you've got the calligraphy, but can you also see what is below Passenger Roger? I'm having a look now. Christmas 3D. Now, between Passengers and Christmas then. Oh, the, the three dots, the three dashes, and the three... Oh, it's SOS, isn't it? It is SOS. Morse so, code. So either you spotted before watching the film or after, and you get the Morse code. And in fact, if you watch the trailer again, all of you, the very final sounds that you hear are the SOS being sent, obviously, oh. by our characters. So you, there's a link between the trailer where the SOS is heard, Three dots, three dashes, yeah. three dots, and of course it is present, but almost could be missed completely the first time around with the well, poster. <laughs> I missed it until you told me just then. That's absolute, that's, absolute genius. <laughs> that's what you get for being a film nerd. Now, if you have the poster in front of you, any of you, or I'm going to ask Roger, can you zoom in, if you can, onto Jennifer Lawrence and look at the reflection in her eyes? I'm not going to be able to zoom in um, much more than I am now, but I'm ta I'm I'm going to guess that the reflection in her eyes is something to do with the spaceship. 
indeed she's looking to the the cosmos and and that kind of things if you zoom into the eyes of chris pratt the character you will see that instead of having almost this cloud effect of the light it has two horizontal lines line effect which is essentially the pod where the character Jennifer Lawrence is sleeping because of course if you know the story he's been staring at her and almost you know spending time with her while she's in a pod for an entire year wow again I didn't know these things Pascal you've really really opened my <laughs> eyes a bit there no pun intended and and the second poster that came out later did at finally introduce a little bit more now my initial take on the original poster was there was nothing in it to suggest science fiction but you've blown that completely out of the water by pointing out the reflections of their eyes and, and the sos thing but the second poster still has great photographs of the two stars and they are still the focal point of the poster but now there's a great big beam of light between the two of them and within that beam of light you actually do see the spaceship and it bleeds out at the bottom into a, a spacescape you know the constellation the stars and everything so it definitely tells you this is a sci-fi movie now having said that i still think they're playing mainly on Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence as these two beautiful stars of this film to, to suck people in. They are indeed, and, and they still, now that you can read the poster differently after watching the film, it still suggests me more like conflict and separation than, mm -hmm. you know, kind of uh, the, the love story. Um, I mean, honestly, this movie is so, so good, and I wanted to quickly mention um, something else, which is the way in which I reacted, literally like jumping out of my seat when um, the character of uh, Chris Brown, which is Jim Preston for memory, goes to the bar, yeah. and is ordering the drink from uh, Michael Sheen, the robot Alpha. I mean, did you see the connection with another film immediately yourself? Oh, yeah, it's The Shining, wasn't it? Straight mm -hmm. away. Um, I, I, I remember, I, I mean, as I say, I watched this on, a, on, a, on an aeroplane, <laughs> and when, when we, when we, go, when we um, go on holiday, Trisha and I often watch the same film, on the aeroplane i'm sure i must have tapped her on the um, shoulder as we were watching this that looks like the shining scene of the uh, the barman in the shining so definitely knew what they were doing there now you and i've done a fair share of reviews of websites and social media and so on but this is actually 2016 where people could travel and go places so what else did they do uh, in terms of you know doing the, the physicality of traveling and going to different venues well, they, I mean, to be perfectly honest, the website's gone, the social media oh. has gone, uh, there's nothing left. Um, the, the, the website, I believe at the time, had a, a become a passenger feature, which was actually basically just to give us your email address and we'll send you a load of stuff about the films that we're making. Uh, you could also send a message from the stars, which was almost like a, a mini game for mobile phones. And they did do a zero gravity sweepstake competition to, to actually win a zero gravity date where you and a partner would be taken up in an aeroplane. It's one of those aeroplanes where they dive down from about 50,000 feet almost nosedive to create that uh, that weightlessness, which uh, <laughs> sounds really quite scary to me. But I, I think one of the things that really stood out for me, I mean, they, they did a they did CinemaCon in April 2016, which is, you know, it, 
it's pretty pretty uh, standard fare. But the media tour that they undertook, where Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt effectively went out and were interviewed on chat shows, news shows, just about every sh- single show in many many different countries for about three or four months, they were just out there being interviewed constantly is perhaps the biggest media tour for a film I've ever come across in any of the research that we've done for Two Geeks and the Marketing Podcast. They were they were on everything, Pascal. Um, you know, TV, they were on YouTube, they were on all, any any media show on any platform, they were being interviewed on it. And, and it's interesting, again, you can see that they're playing upon the fact these two highly bankable stars, very beautiful people being interviewed together obviously is going to be a draw to that show but it's interesting as well if you go on the internet onto youtube particularly and start searching for things like presentation skills or how to engage with people how to start a conversation with people jennifer lawrence consistently comes up as an example of somebody who is has got a very engaging style of presentation. And that's why people like to interview her. She tells lots of really good, short, but very engaging stories. She knows how to ask questions back of the interviewer, presumably to make the interviewer feel more relaxed. And she comes across as being somebody as you can just have a great conversation with. And I, and, and I was intrigued by that because if you search for presentation skills videos whatever it is quite often you'll find clips of jennifer lawrence talking about this film as an example as to how to be a good storyteller as an example as to how to be an engaging person and that's quite a subtle link to the film but really strong one as well i think and listen, we are using this segment as a source of inspiration for marketers who want to become better storytellers or filmmakers who want to be, become better marketers. So this is a perfect uh, kind of um, combination of the two. For me, what was interesting about the media tour, you're right, it was it was long, which suggests incredible planning. Like, you know, if the, the media tour started in, in the August, September 2016 for a Christmas launch, which we'll come back to, in fact, that means that that was planned in you know the winter the previous year because you've got to book the slots, even though people jump the occasion of talking to Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. But it's also the, the range of interviews. So they even had one where they took part in the Radio 1 playground insults. Do you remember that one? Yes. It wasn't the, wasn't yes. the version where you have to drink water and keep it in your mouth and not laugh to, and spray water in a face. But literally, you know, you had Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt sat next to, uh, facing each other, almost like in a boxing ring, having to insult each other like kids do in the playground. And it's hysterical. And you can see how much affection there is between the two of them. But in the process, you market the film without even talking about the film by just taking part in games. But they also did solo shows. So um, in the UK, we were lucky to have Chris Pratt on the one show a very popular BBC program, but Jennifer Lawrence then took over literally the whole uh, Ellen in the US um, show as well. Uh, it's just fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, and again, another facet of the campaign um, is that they capitalised on influencers. Now, you and I have been a little bit critical of influ- using influencers in marketing campaigns on this show, but what they did with uh, Passengers is they got quite a few YouTubers. Now, the, the only one that I actually recognise is I, Justine, who I think we've talked about on the show before. She does reviews of technology and, and, and video and that sort of thing. She's got millions and millions and millions of uh, subscribers on YouTube, and they 
put these people into that zero gravity aeroplane that I talked about earlier, dive them down from 40,000 feet so that they're floating around. And they use those promotional shots. And, and that actually created, I believe, the campaign using the influencers generated 11.8 million branded impressions on Instagram and Twitter and resulted in over near and in, in over 1.8 million YouTube views for the, uh, the the trailer of Passengers and also later on for the, uh, the the Passengers DVD and Blu-ray. So I guess on this occasion, they use the influencers really quite well. And we've seen many examples. I will say that the best example you've come across are usually from the film industry, which is fascinating. I mean, I still remember how impressed we were with the Lord of the Rings marketing campaign and how they literally flew, literally, once again, flew over people to New Zealand. Uh, I mean, quickly, I've never had that experience of wetlessness, but would you go ahead if you had the chance? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we do have to talk a little bit about potential bit of controversy here uh, about this film. And uh, I came across another article when I was doing the research for this that, that suggested that uh, actually the article was saying uh, the top 10 misleading my, uh, advertising campaigns for films and Passengers is named in one of those to as, as a top 10 misleading marketing campaign. And what they're saying, Pascal, is that and again, maybe it's just the fact that they're capitalising on the two stars. But the the film trailer and the poster gives the impression that this these two wake up on this gigantic spaceship at the same time, and it's a mistake, and the two of them uh, have to deal with the fact that they've woken up early um and and in fact that, that it's just saying the on, on the poster doesn't it there is a reason they woke up and they're alone on this ship and it gives the impression that they're they're, they're working that out together and in and in the course of that they fall in love and then they have to um deal with this disaster of the ship potentially exploding towards the end what actually happens in the film of course as you've alluded to already is that chris pratt's character wakes up first has to deal with loneliness for a whole year and then he decides after a lot of soul searching and agonizing to wake up another passenger to keep him company and of course Jennifer Lawrence is the one and and now that you've actually said to me that in his in the reflection in his eyes is the pod that she's lying in actually sort of reinforces that a little bit that he's woken her up and this article is saying that the marketing is very misleading because it gives the impression that the two of them had a choice in the matter that that they woke up um, by accident together whereas in fact he took the decision to wake her up as well and some people have been really quite critical of that saying that he shouldn't have done it and he was you know some people have even gone as far as to say that he effectively murdered her by waking her up which is probably mm. a bit too much of a leap um and it's an interesting one. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't particularly feel that I was misled by the trailer. But what I do think might have been more interesting, just as a potential alternative marketing campaign, was, you know, if you were in that situation, you'd woken up on a ship full of, you know, pods of other people. You, the agonizing decision of should I wake somebody up or should I not? Maybe they could have capitalized on that a bit more in the marketing campaign. Would that have made a more, would that have made the film a little bit more intriguing if they played that 
in the marketing and maybe maybe even if they played that in the marketing maybe people wouldn't have been as upset by the fact that he woke her up and i know a lot of people did get upset by the fact that he woke her up how dare he you know how dare he make mm. that decision for her maybe if they'd had that decision as part of the marketing campaign it might have avoided some of that controversy what do you think I've, it's difficult for me because i i enjoy surprises i enjoy being taken on the journey to you know literally the escapism and i think mm. this director did such an amazing job including the production mm. team that if it that been revealed upon the trailer and all the radio talks and so on it's almost a movie not worth watching anymore because yeah. you Actually, what you want is a conversation afterwards with your loved ones, your family and friends to go, my goodness, you know, what would you have done? Would you have forgiven him? Not, and whatever. But also the conversation I had actually with my wife, Denise, was what if it was the other way around? Mm-hmm. What if Aurora was the one to wake up first and falls in love with Jim Preston, wakes him up? Would you feel differently? Suddenly you end up with this mm-hmm. weird conversation where actually you find yourself to be more forgiving of women committing crime than men, which is, I think, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely delightful. But that's the whole point. Uh, and I think people should also remember, and I'm saying this as a as you are a hardcore movie fan, it's just a film. But it's just a film. <laughs> it's just a film. Uh, but for me, it had the nobility and the cleverness of an Arthur C. Clarke novel. Um, because sci-fi movies, what they do is they take actually uh, pretty, you know, kind of mundane uh, circumstances and situations in life and people and put them into the most extraordinary situation, which is the future, sci-fi, in this case, you know, space travel and so on, and ask the question, what would you do in that situation? Um, and I think that the movie uh, achieved that. I think that challenge, which is why maybe people were upset, was that it was a Christmas release. And it is mm. not a Christmas movie. Yeah, no. Having heard your argument there, I absolutely concur. I think I, I'd almost convinced myself that maybe the marketing should have focused on the decision. But you've 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 talked me back around again. <laughs> I do think the conversations have to happen after you've watched the film, not before. Because if you've not seen the film, then you you may judge it before you've seen it and I, yeah I do think that it's much more thought-provoking and much more enjoyable just as a movie as it is and such a gorgeous movie so well designed um and so well shot that yeah I think I think I'm I'm staying staying with my original position now that yeah it's not misleading marketing campaign it was absolutely the right way to do it now yeah, superb selection again Roger I just wanted to quickly mention to people that you can tell how much Roger and I've enjoyed this movie I'm going to watch it again now but we're not the only one <laughs> Passengers was nominated for two Oscars in 2017 one for the mm-hmm. music by Thomas Newman and one which is so deserved as nomination best achievement in production design because honestly the the inside and outside of that spaceship called Avalon, and we could go on about, you know, obviously the meaning behind behind the the term Avalon and the name, um, suggest that it had that um, kind of was received well by uh, pundits and the peers, but it wasn't a success commercially in terms of money, uh, and I think that's back to that tension with regard to being a Christmas release. But my goodness, did they catch up with the Blu-ray and DVD sales afterwards? <laughs> 
I shall leave you with another kind of nerdy little comment. So people have been studying this movie and over and over again over the years, looking at links with legends, links with obviously uh, other movies like The Shining and so on. And somebody suggested that it's interesting that the um, in terms of people in the um, hypo you know uh, sleep pods or hyper sleep should I say um, pods, there are a, there would be a total of five thousand two hundred and fifty eight um, kind of crew um, members and passengers. And only two waking up. <laughs> if you add the number five two five eight together, you end up with the number two, which are the two passengers. And yeah. if the character of Jim Preston had not awakened Aurora, all five thousand two hundred fifty six passengers would have died because you needed two people to rescue them and repair the ship. Ah, you see, it all makes sense. <laughs> when you've got Pascal explaining the intricacies of the plot to you. <laughs> That's all right. That's what it takes to be a movie nerd. Everyone, this was episode 76. Thanks you so much, Roger, for being a wonderful co-host. For you as the listeners, thank you for your support. Please leave comments on the social and speakpipe.com. And to the next one, go out there, make sure your marketing is done right. I was Pascal Fentoni, and he was Roger Edwards. Thank you for listening to the Film Marketing Academy podcast, the audio series dedicated to helping filmmakers create better film marketing campaigns faster. For more information about our film marketing consultancy and training services, go to filmmarketingacademy.com and book your free discovery video call. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe and follow your host on social media for more updates.